Ruth, I think if one answers the question, what is most important to me? What are the few things that I hold most dear? What would I say if I could give it a word? Would describe or provide you with a code to understanding my behavior, understanding what drives me, understanding how I make my decisions. Um, values can be replaced with the word need. What do I really, really need? Welcome to the Wealth Experience Podcast. From big picture planning strategies to developing market trends, we bring light to a range of important matters so you can build your wealth with confidence. Brought to you by BMO Wealth Management. Hello, and thanks for joining us today. Identifying and defining values makes for a challenging exercise, especially within a family of diverse personalities. Now try agreeing on those values, while at the same time allowing for individual freedom. In this episode, Ruth Steverlink and Michelle Osry reflect on the importance of predictability within the family. Not all values will be shared values, but those that are will form the bedrock of the most effective, long-lasting decisions. Ruth Steverlink is a principal and co-founder of Your Family Enterprise Advisors. Michelle Osry is a partner with Deloitte, where she leads the firm's Canadian business family advisory practice. Both are based in Vancouver. So hi, Michelle. It's just absolutely lovely to have you here today. I think the last time I saw you, our listeners won't know this, we were uh, walking along a beautiful riverbank in Banff, Alberta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I shared with you on our walk, Michelle, some of the m- most important personal work I've ever done was around figuring out what my core values are. And here we are today, and we're going to be looking at the topic of family values. Um, sadly, I think the phrase family values has taken on almost a sort of platitudinal status I don't even know if that's a word but it's almost gone into the domain of cliche it's so overused Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that in our time together we can kind of deconstruct what we mean by family values and then reconstruct it so that it's a value to our listeners and really explore what the important role that family values can play in the landscape of wealth and particularly in the landscape of wealth transition so let's get started by actually defining values. So what are values and why are they important? Ruth, I think if one answers the question, what is most important to me? What are the few things that I hold most dear? What would I say if I could give it a word, would describe or provide you with a code to understanding my behavior, understanding what drives me, understanding how I make my decisions? Um, Values can be replaced with the word need. What do I really, really need? That I would react if it was compromised. I would, um, I would be triggered if it was violated. And I am driven and influenced by fulfilling it. Um, that, I think, would give you an insight into my inner workings, into my DNA. And so important in a family, if we... If we fail to recognize what drives family members, what drives ourselves, um, we set ourselves up for we set ourselves up for conflict, we set ourselves up for confusion, we set ourselves up for hurt, um, and possibly ultimately uh, a path which is not sustainable because ultimately we will be driven by what's called to us, by what ultimately matters to us. And I guess poor decision making. 
poor communication, clear, poor understanding, bad assumptions, strange narratives, um, lots of guessing, and ultimately poor decision making. So I, I, that's really helpful. I think one of the challenges that families have in coming together and talking about what are our shared family values is that families are made up of individuals, <laughs> diverse group of individuals. And to what extent are individual values trumped by family values or family mm. values trump individual values? Mm. And how do you um, manage the complexity of a family of individuals that may all have their own personal values coming together and saying, what are our shared family values? It's a fabulous question. And I think I really want to point out that I don't I don't know that any of us really have it and have it down. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a work, it's a dance with families um, in working with them to build frameworks, frameworks of understanding, frameworks of governance, um, levels of clarity that enable them uh, to collaborate and to accommodate um, and to have empathy for each other. So personal values that may be very unique to me and very foreign to you, um, how wonderful if I'm able to tell you about that, explain it, uh, share with you my thinking, have you see me for who I am? And if those are dreadfully distinct for us to perhaps negotiate ways um, to accommodate each other. Uh, if we looked at shared values, that would perhaps be where there is similarity, where we find that there is a common core and where we can build our structures on that common core, knowing that we have a shared understanding, that we can predict each other's behaviors, uh, that there will be outlying values, perhaps we won't share, but we will know not to build our structures of governance or decision-making, or potentially even our visions going forward, knowing that um, there are things that we don't share together. And so why build in areas of vulnerability? So knowing and being able to distinguish between what is important to me and what what I need, and yet knowing what we share helps us to navigate together, helps us to understand our dynamics, helps us to become more self-aware, helps us to be aware of those triggers. So what I so often find in families is the surprise or the shock or the disappointment when family members behave in unpredictable ways. And arguably, or potentially, it's simply that we do not know each other and what I have triggered in you um, something I violated, a need that I've compromised. And if I'm aware of that, I may build around it. I may uh, be more sensitive to it. I may be more open to a solution which actually takes your value and my value into account. Um, but how wonderful if there is a, a broad area in which we share common values. Beautiful. So I just want to pick up on a thread that you've touched on a couple of times is this idea of governance in families. Um, so I guess simplistically, my definition of governance would be sort of communication and decision making. So I think what I heard you say was that shared values can play a really important role in uh, guiding good decision making for families. So um, the shared values are almost the rules or the principles mm that guide the family decision-making. Mm. Mm. Did I hear that? So if um, if we can unpack that, because I, I think um, yes to all, all of that, and I'd say perhaps if we expand the definition of governance to 
the skills, the capacities, the principles, the practices, the procedures, the protocols, the guidelines that we need um, and that we can rely on to help us achieve our objectives as a family, our objectives as a family enterprise. If we look at those capacities, those procedures, those protocols, core to that uh, is a predictability um, of knowing each other. So how does values play into our governance? If I cannot predict your behavior, it's pretty complicated, um, nigh impossible for me to establish protocols and guidelines and practices or even build skills to deal with it. And so understanding values, understanding each other, building a sense of predictability gives us, um, as you said, the rules or the guidelines for living and sharing together. Um, a shared understanding, shared decision-making, shared collaborations, values underpins that. It, it gives us, it's the rule book, it's the glue. Can you maybe share an example of what that might look like? A value that would underpin sort of how we work together? So I almost, if I could give a uh, an example of a client that I'm working with, um, a powerful family with powerful individuals who have created an extraordinary business and extraordinary success, successful. Um, a value that is incredibly uh, well, a few of the values to mention that drive this family. So when I look at them and I witness their behaviors, regardless of what they're about to tell me, I will feel fairly sure that will show up um, are things like relentlessness, resilience, uh, pursuit of excellence. This family is driven. Their decisions are driven by um, get it right, not good enough, um, take care of the details, pursue excellence. Uh, and it shows up everywhere. And it is a value and a need, which if we understand um, those coming into the family, being onboarded by the family, dealing with the family, the culture, the culture of the business, uh, we, will, we will be witness to those values. There is also individual values which show up. Um, for example, one of the family members has a extreme need for personal freedom a need to express creatively um, that is almost off the charts and it shows up in their brilliance. That is not something that shows up as a core shared value. And yet we see it play out in the drive for excellence and resilience. And so building governance and building a vision for the family and building the principles for the family, taking into account the need for this one family member to have the space and the time and the accommodation to freely and creatively express themselves while not compromising the shared value of... So almost in pursuit of that shared in value. In pursuit of it and finding ways that now that um, we've told the stories, we've shared some of the disappointments, we've looked at some of the failures, we've looked at some of the areas of conflict, it becomes a little clearer. Aha, we can predict that there may be an issue if we restrict this area of freedom in pursuit of our shared value. But if we can accommodate this individual value mm -hmm. in pursuit of our shared values, then we are better off. And so those are the skills and capacities and procedures that we put in place. Wonderful. So as I think about the landscape of wealth and this podcast is about the wealth experience and we think about families 
crossing generations. I'm just curious about the role that core shared family values have versus aspirational values. So this is who we are today and this is how we are showing up today and these are our values and they're going to drive our decisions. But this is what we aspire to as we think into the future and we think about the transition of our wealth. And I, I'm just curious about, from your perspective, what the differences between core values and aspirational values. So I think there's a spectrum, um, a spectrum from core to perhaps aspirational to perhaps developmental, foundational. Um, there are any number of, of wonderful um, assessments and works being done in this area. And I think if we recognize that it is nuanced and complex, um, that really uncovering what is ultimately core to us, those two or three things that um, perhaps have been passed down to us through generations, perhaps have their roots um, many uh, ancestors ago that show up in in um, our own DNA, our own tribes, our own the kinship, so to speak, of the family. I think there are also things as we adapt as families and as we strive um, for different levels of attainment that perhaps there are new needs, that there are new um, new values that we may aspire to in order to um, protect ourselves in order to recode our culture. Uh, I think we have to be careful when we look at those aspirational values because sometimes they're simply good on paper, but they're not actually driving our behaviors. So I think that's a, that's a deeper dive discussion when we look at that spectrum between what's foundational um, and developmental, what's truly core to us and uncovering that, and then looking at those those values that we aspire to, and perhaps that's within a family, an interesting conversation. Why would we aspire to them? Why would we need them? How would we build governance to support that? Mm. I, I know in my personal work, um, when I was figuring out what my own personal values are, one of my big takeaways was to be careful about what I thought other people thought I should my values should be, rather than what my actual core values are. So I think that mm-hmm. aligns with what you were just saying. So, so Michelle, I'm confident that many of the people listening to this podcast are kind of interested mm-hmm. and perhaps thinking, wow, have we ever actually sat down as a family and talked about this and even gone to the extent of articulating what we share in common in terms of our values as a family? So where would they get started? How would a family start? Well, there's a number of ways, including um, the very simple exercise. It's cheap and cheerful, um, but can also, I think, should come with the uh, user beware um, because it it may be um, a little too simple. But values cards can be a um, a wonderful exercise. Um, It really is, it scratches the surface, but it's a great start. And by values cards, we're essentially looking at any number of versions um, available, essentially looking at a number of words that may capture or describe or categorize what we've discussed over the last um, 15 minutes or so as being a value or need, and essentially prioritizing uh, as a family, as individuals, what would I say would be my most important 
values from this box of cards, from this bunch of words. Um, the work can get one level more meaningful if we, as a family, are curious about the choice of words and what those words mean to the individual. And if we are curious as to a story that may actually um, give an example of, well, how did the value show up in a decision you made? How did the value show up in how you may have um, made a change in your life? And so I think that in doing those exercises, it's often helpful to me when I've done my values just to say, what have I pursued in my life and why? What need was I seeking to fulfill? Um, when I really am put out or when something is violated, what is it that is that is happening? Why am I being triggered? Mm-hmm. Um, what has been compromised? And, oh, well, for me, I know personal growth. Um, is a huge one. If I am in any job where that's compromised, if I'm in any place where that's compromised, I find myself agitating to get out of it. Mm. So if I was a member of of a family doing this work, it would be really important for people to know that that's how I choose to spend my time. And if you're wanting me to spend it elsewhere, I could probably do that for a while, but not sustainably. It's interesting, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to know what core values are, Mm -hmm. but we sure know when they're violated. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly when I work with families, I, I, I hope they have the time and the attentions and patience to go through the many layers because when we start, it's a fun exercise and everyone enjoys telling the stories. That's level one. And then level two is we look at it again and go, hmm, that doesn't really look like our family. Then level three is when we make a decision that actually doesn't accord at all with the bunch of values and then we iterate again and we iterate again until we're getting really down to that core discussion of what do we really stand for what are we prepared to really fight for as individuals and as individuals sharing the task of managing wealth stewarding wealth growing wealth together so we're making decisions together what are those core things that are driving our shared decision making beautiful um, you mentioned cards. I, I just want to get really practical here mm-hmm. because I think our listeners are probably curious about where do we get these cards? Where are they available? Do you have any tools or, or any um, cards that you use? Or um, I, I have a set of cards that I use from uh, Deloitte uh, that we've that we've branded. Not that they're generally available, so that's not very helpful. But I would say what was more helpful than that is um, the cards that I know are available on Dennis Jaffe's site. Um, the the Values Edge cards. The yeah. Values Edge cards, which I think are wonderful. Those, you create a pyramid. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic exercise uh, through the Edge cards. I also know that Carol Newell, um, who's a wonderful Vancouver-based um, philanthropist has created a new set of cards called Reweaving Wealth. So I think um, really there are a number of um, card packs and exercises out there that that we can do. But I know, I feel sure, Ruth, that, that you share with me um, that we would say it's a great start to the conversation, but it's certainly not going to be your first exercise. And um, I mean, your, your last exercise, maybe your first. So the encouragement is to explore and experiment and play and um, be open to uh, learning more about each other in the family. Um, but 
that's not it. Yeah, so. I think as you articulated, I think it's the cards provide a framework for the dialogue. Mm-hmm. The reason why mm-hmm. someone chose the word, the stories that they tell to support that choice is where the real value is in the conversation. Yeah. Um, so this has been really helpful. So my takeaways from our conversation is that um, when a family has come together, gone through some exercises, really deep exercises to figure out what their values are, their behaviors are more consistent and predictable and decision-making is probably much more efficient and potentially long-lasting because it's based on values. And that's really the important piece for families of wealth as they're thinking about the future and transition and what the future holds for their for their family. Did you have any closing comments that you wanted to make before we wrap up? I think just to add one um, final thought there, if I may, and this is the the tension, I would say, with families that maybe we call out because um, I think sometimes families become dreadfully disappointed where there is an event, they've done all the work, and they're still unseated by it. And would be to say this recognition of the fact that families, while a family as a whole, the individuals within the families are unique parts. Mm-hmm. And so as we look at values being personal or individual versus shared, so in a family to recognize that each of us has a unique path to walk in our lives. And families of wealth are navigating um, at times a treacherous journeys and at times a wonderful adventure where they are walking it together. And so with values, it allows us to have a deeper appreciation of the individuals within the family. And as you say, it provides a level of consistency and predictability. But ultimately, um, and hopefully, it's it's for the love of the family and for the love of the individuals within the family that we do this work and the families do the work in the first place. Beautiful. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. We will post up those few um tips that you gave in terms of websites for our listeners to refer to thank you again it's really been a wonderful time with you thank Thank you you. that was ruth steverlink and michelle osry helping define what it means to build a solid family structure on a foundation of shared values i want to thank ruth and michelle for joining us on the wealth experience i also want to thank all of you for listening if you discovered something that you'd like to learn more about We encourage you to carry on the conversation with your female wealth management advisor or relationship manager. You can find additional resources for this episode at www.bemo.com slash the wealth experience. For more about Ruth, visit www.yourfamilyenterprise.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to us on your preferred streaming platform. And don't forget to share this podcast with family, friends, and colleagues. If you have feedback on this content or suggestions for future episodes, email us at thewealthexperience at bemo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, enjoy your wealth experience. You've been listening to the Wealth Experience Podcast brought to you by BMO Wealth Management. The comments included in this podcast are general in nature and are not legal, tax, or accounting advice. Professional advice should be obtained for your specific circumstances. BMO Wealth Management is the brand name for a business group consisting of Bank of Montreal and certain of its affiliates in providing wealth management products and services. 
BMO Nesbitt Burns Incorporated is a member of the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.